no, that's not it. That's definitely not it. That's not it either. <laughs> Damn it. No, you know what? I'm looking at that kazoo today, and it, I think this is a kazoo intro. Um, Yeah, I thought it was a beatbox day. It's definitely a kazoo day. Yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> I hope the mics picked that up. I really hope the mics picked that up. I'm going to cancel your show, Stefano. All right. All right. We're doing it. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of Good Enough with Stefano Sanzo. I, of course, am your host, Stefano Sanzo, and you're listening, making you a listener, making you part of my favorite group on the face of the fucking earth, and that is The Good Few. We're doing it again, baby. Woo! God damn, did we have a fun episode today. Uh, we got to eat a whole bunch of stuff, and as everybody knows, I am a fat kid at heart. Uh, today's guest is Colin James. Colin James is a hysterical comedian, a delightful, wonderful, beautiful soul of a person, and by day, by trade, by passion, is a cook or a chef, depending on what circle you're asking from. He came into the studio today to uh, to to talk about this little little service that he's beginning to do that very well could turn into a business should there be some success. So I hope some of you reach out to him and support him. His intro, his his uh, info, of course, is at the end of the episode uh, if you want to get in contact with him. But he's running this really cool service where he'll come to your home and cook food for you. Mainly thing, uh, specifically right now, uh, that are Big E inspired because the Big E has been shut down due to COVID-19. The scourge. Blah. But uh, he could cook anything because he's a cook and he's impressive that way so uh go ahead and give his uh stuff a look see and let me know what you think but yeah we ate some delicious uh waffle shaped food today and uh, it was a real pleasure having him in. We, we we talked about food the entire time. There was a little bit of comedy talk in there. And, of course, always bringing it back to art in general and how uh, how all these things compare to each other. It was a really fun one. I know you guys are going to enjoy it because I enjoyed it a lot. So I'm going to let you get to it. This is episode 47 with Colin James. I love all of you, and I hope all your wildest and crazy dreams come true as long as they don't hurt anybody. We're going to see you guys when we see you. Stay beautiful. Peace. Couldn't afford the rights to any songs, so I wrote this one. We're not the best, but we're good So what do you think Ryan Reynolds smells like? Oh, it's got to be fantastic. He doesn't do a thing wrong. So no. it's got to be like, what's the perfect smell is the real question. I would say something in between like, I don't know, like linen and buttermilk pancakes. Yeah. I was, you know, I was thinking like lavender. 
like whatever the perfect Sunday morning cell smells like, that's Ryan Reynolds' scent. I think whatever day of the year it is, I like when it turns to turn to fall. I think he starts to smell like autumn. Yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah. He's the perfect seasonal smell. Yeah, he smells like fireworks and hot dogs on Fourth of July. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he smells he like smells pu- like a pine tree all yeah. through December. <laughs> smells like pumpkin spice around this time of year yeah. and just like crisp leaves. Which yeah. is why all the women love him. It has I'm nothing s- to do with his look. It's, all the women, dude. Yeah. I'm not even gay, and I'm in love with him. Like, yeah. it's I get really annoyed when gorgeous people are also funny it's not fair it's not fair you're not that's that's supposed to be like i like zach efron has started to get some comedy chops and i'm like fuck you dude like do you not have enough like his wilderness show i wanted to hate it so badly i want to be like what are you man you're high school musical get the fuck out of here he he would survive. He's yeah. like Bear Grylls. He's got the yeah, and he's got comedy chops. Like every yeah. comedy that he's in, even take away his gorgeous face, he's fucking funny. Yeah. But yeah, you take a person like Ryan Reynolds. It's like, does this man do a thing wrong? Yeah. Everything he does is perfect. He's hysterical. He looks gorgeous. He got the. Who doesn't want to fuck make Blake Lively? You know what I mean? Like, right. he's, he's got it all. He's got it all. Man. You want to be jealous and be like, oh, Blake Lively. She, she, he doesn't deserve. Yeah, he does. He yeah, he does. He really, he deserves a woman. As and good even as the Blake one Lively. thing I could maybe find wrong is that he like invests into a tequila company. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's got a dark side. Maybe he's yeah. like a little bit of alcoholic. No, he donates all that money. All of it. <laughs> he's like, I don't need it. Fucking piece of shit. How great he is. Uh, before we get into some uh, some shit, uh, who the hell are you? Tell my guess. Uh, the Hell I Am is Colin James. Colin James, yes. one of the sweethearts of the comedy scene. Oh, and gracious. You really, yeah, look at the look at the, the smile on your face. How no, can I not smile? You cannot be around this man without smiling. It's I, tough. I appreciate that. I do I do take pride in even when the grumpy grouchies kind of smile a little. Like at, at their chance to shit on me, but they don't realize I'm still giving them joy. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, their, it's a fuck you to them. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I truly am like the embodiment of kill them with kindness. I'm like, you're not going to get me. You're not going to get me. Yeah. But uh, no, it's great to have you in studio today. Um, what sparked my interest uh, was, uh, you know, the other day you posted about this this food thing you had going on, and uh, I don't know if you, if you could go a little bit more into that before I get into like my standard questions, because uh, I because it looked very interesting. It looked like it looked like a cool idea, and I wanted to help promote that a little bit and see what you were doing. Yeah. So along with you know comedy, I also I've been cooking for pretty much all my whole life. It's professional thing i do now any specific like any like uh actual like professional training in it uh i went to school for it i went to school to johnson of wales oh cool oh yeah that's the standard new england culinary uh culinary kid you went went to johnson of wales that's that's like the spot right around here that's what people tell me yeah (laughs) it actually took getting out of there for people to be like oh wow johnson i went to lincoln institute to get my culinary yeah and you're uh like oh are you by uh by name a chef or is there is there something some other weird thing you have to go through before you could be called a I, chef? I stop correcting people if I'm not necessarily a chef or a head chef at a place. I stop correcting people when they say yes, yeah, chef, no chef. Yeah, I just go okay, fine, I'll take it. Right. It depends on the place. Like right now, I'm a cook, mm-hmm. but I'll take the moniker. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So, um, what uh, I ask all my guests, uh, what makes you happy? What gets you out of bed? Um. What gets me out of bed? The alarm, first of all. Right. Ah, oh, fuck you. That's that's a really good answer. No one's ever actually said that. Yeah. I I used to be like annoying alarms. You know how you'd set a song up or like, what's the song that's going to get me? I'd be like, I want to turn that song off. Mm, it ruins the song for you. Yeah. And maybe I, I hope I'm not doing this, but I started using uh, It's Easy Like Sunday Morning. Mm. Easy Like Sunday yeah, Morning. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful song. Uh, it just makes me smile. It's like It does. It it's does. like Here Comes the Sun with the Beatles. Like mm-hmm. it just really make, it it's a positive way to wake up. I used to uh it was so cheesy cuz like my life I like to think of my life as like a sitcom or like a rom-com mm-hmm. and for like a full year and a half 
specifically on Fridays, I would get woken up to Friday. I'm in love with by the cure. So, so at like 6 a.m. every morning. Yeah, that was like, that was my alarm because yeah. I like it to be like thematic. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, well, especially with sitcoms, like there's always like background music. Yeah. Like, exactly. I, it would be my dream if I had like intro music. Like I walk into a room yeah, and so- just like, because. <laughs> <laughs> You could probably do it yourself, put it on your phone, but I think you would just need someone else to do it, like some yeah. like a tube or a violin behind. Exactly, you. Yeah. exactly. But uh, yeah, so so alarm gets you out of bed, but like no, but like what do you love? I'm, I'm, I imagine cooking is one of them, but yeah, cooking is definitely one of them. Um, I've been trying to play. I, I play a little bit of music. Try to play at least a half hour piano every day. I had no idea about that. Of of, of, of about you of of that. Am I wording that sense? I didn't know you were into music. I didn't know you were a musician at all. Tell me more. I mean, you know, you start to play when you're young. I'm yeah. not sure you played instruments when you were young, getting into it. Yeah, yeah. I've always been... Uh, singing was the first thing that, like, caught my eye, yeah. uh, caught, caught me music-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother ended up getting a drum kit, so I learned the drums. Yeah. Um, and, like, a drummer, it's like, you could stop playing drums for five years. You'll always be a drummer. It's it's less of an instrument, more of just, like, a bodily function, you know? Yeah, it and starts to stick with you. Exactly, because I'm also a beatboxer, so, like, I'm always practicing percussion in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, singing and then I play the ukulele, which it checks out. I think everybody like you could look at you could talk to me for three minutes and know that I play the ukulele. <laughs> was, well, he walked in with the ukulele. I'm just <laughs> now. Um, Speaking of sitcom music, he just started playing like, hey, good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, no. So piano is great. Like, I think. I think every uh, child should probably get familiar with the piano because that one teaches you music theory the quickest. It does. It's you, the easiest way to play. Because, like, I'm, do, have you messed around with guitar at all? Yeah, I've played all, like, guitar, the, bass. The difference the between there. a C chord on a guitar and a piano? Yeah, you have to think about it. Yeah, like, I can't. I, I do not have the finger dexterity to play a C chord on a guitar. And on a, a C chord on a piano, any child could do, you know? Yeah. And, like, that's... As far as like learning the language of music, the eight notes and octaves and and sharps and 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 all that, like it makes more sense to just learn piano first and then see what you're into, because at least you'll understand how music works. Because you could take the framework of piano and apply it to pretty much every instrument. You oh, know? absolutely! Yeah. Just changing around how your fingers move with them, basically. I think with piano, it's set up so that it's easier to learn music and read music. One hundred percent, you could see it. Yeah, and uh, you, you kind of it just it makes it easier versus chords with guitar. You can pick up a guitar and just kind of learn to play and strum it, and get away with faking guitar. Yeah, as it were. Piano, it's different where it's like you need to learn chord progression. You need to right. learn why things sound yeah. minors and majors, and it's just easier to play. Basically, the way I look at piano is that. If you like a a deaf man with decent timing could learn how to play piano, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think you could learn any other instrument as a deaf man, but a deaf man could learn how to play beautiful piano as long as he had the timing. And you know what Absolutely, I mean? Absolutely. But I would also love to hear a deaf man play drums. Right. Right. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> be pretty fun. Because you know you're having so much fun and pissing off everyone around him. Everybody. Drums yeah. are a very obnoxious instrument. It's yeah. the lo- I think it's the loudest acoustic instrument, right? You. I mean, you could have every other yeah. instrument well, mic'd it's, up. It's where the electronic is actually softer than everything else yeah isn't that the weirdest thing yeah. drums are so fucking loud dude and unfortunately like i've played electronic drums with the headphones and yeah i'm the only one who can hear it and i'm like this isn't as good it does the feedback there's man. some obnoxious point to it where you're like yeah. i have to be the loudest person in the room right absolutely now. absolutely yeah. and there's something about that hit specifically a snare drum like yeah. it, there's something about hitting that it's like eh, i need the satisfaction there's almost like 
Okay, food, you want it to taste good, but texture is a very important part of it as well. Oh, yeah. And the same thing with like playing, you know, playing and, an, uh, you know, an, acu- uh, an acoustic, a real acoustic drum set versus a, uh, an electronic drum set. Yeah. I need that feedback. I need to hear the crash of a metal yeah, cymbal. Yeah, you need to feel like the stutter of like in your foot. Like it's, right. It's, 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 so speaking of food, uh, we're doing some something different on the show today, uh, I'm, uh, which I'm very excited about. You brought a... It smells incredible in here right now because there's currently <laughs> there's a, a hot waffle maker steaming going. hot waffle maker to my right and a couple of concoctions to my left. So tell me a little bit about what you brought into the studio today. Right, I'll give you a little bit of background. So cool. um, as we know, because of the pandemic, Biggie was canceled uh everyone super sad about that because it's a excuse me the big e i have a couple of listeners who do, I probably don't know what the big e are because they aren't from around here but the big so everybody knows what a uh, uh what's 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 the generic name for a big e festival like a home a home uh a county fair, a there county fair there we so go. so everybody knows the trope of a county fair the Big E is like the county fair of county fairs. It's the Olympic of county fairs. Yeah. Like it's it's the big leagues. There's, I'm pretty sure every state is represented at the Big E. Oh, they have the five states. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's like a celebration of state fairs and New England and just autumn culture. It's it's like a white girl's dream uh, and a fat guy's dream. Like every every type of food every imaginable. Type of food fried. Yeah. Fried. You didn't again. know things could be fried that are yeah. at the Big E. So that's what the Big E is. Go on. All right, so the Big E got canceled, and a few people that I knew had talked about how they were kind of bummed about it. And I thought, well, I could probably figure out how to cook some of that food. It's not that hard. Right. Um, not just the fried food, but also just like the stable, like the chowders and a bread bowl, mm-hmm. uh, the sandwiches. They just have everything you can imagine. And um, I was toying around with the idea of doing like private cooking. And luckily, a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Pete Angelo, mm-hmm. another cook, um, friend of the show yeah he had mentioned that his boyfriend he had never been to the biggie he lived here for about six years had never been and he had his birthday coming up a couple weeks ago so he was like hey is there any way you can cook some biggie food uh so i set up a little menu uh four courses and just said hey pick what you want what you think you'd want and i showed up and cooked for him um one of the things was a womlet <laughs> that word so i i could not keep I a straight face could not hear keep a straight face hearing walmlet when i was online and looking up things okay so i bought a waffle maker about a month ago uh, it changed my life and for the better because now everything i eat is shaped like an omelet <laughs> <laughs> uh, well shaped like a waffle shaped, well, well, right, sorry, right, yeah, right, right. waffle uh, well one of the things i discovered is you can eat a healthy waffle if you replace the flour and the batter and everything with egg right so you can basically make an omelet, very clean, very pure, mm-hmm. in a waffle maker. And you can make waffles without the junk as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was one of the first concoctions I made. Um, and so we have here is a pepperoni pizza omelet. Oh, boy. Yeah. So that'll be one of the first things we could eat. And yeah, see how it goes. I also ha- I have one other one that I have not tried out. Uh, don't know how it's going to go. Oh, that makes me excited. I'm all about rolling the dice and trying something yeah. different. Oh, it's one of my favorite things. The best thing about cooking and same thing with comedy is if you love to fail, you'll never hate it. Oh, that's such a fucking great soundbite. That's such a great quote. You're right. Yeah. No, it's true, man. Because it's... If you fall in love with the failure of a thing that you're doing, man, you're good. You're never going to get tired of that thing. Exactly. I mean, and if you... Not just like not hate it, but enjoy it. Yeah. Like take it and like you have a little frustration. You're just like, oh, I got overcooked or like maybe that bit didn't work. Right. But... 
you're like, oh, I'm going to learn from this. And the next time I do it, it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be better. And you keep on refining it more and more and more. Yeah. And like now your mistakes start getting, even though to you they're big, they start getting minuscule. They're these tiny little like, Well, ah. they are because at the end of the day, you're going to go up again mm-hmm. and you're going to cook another meal. People eat three meals a day. Yeah. You never stop eating. Like Right. One thing I really love about cooking is the fact that it's a little less science than baking is. So you, you have a lot more leeway with what you could fuck around Absolutely. with. Absolutely. You can pick up a little bit of salt. You can pick up a little here. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if you're a baker as well, but like it doesn't intrigue me as much because baking is basically chemistry. You know, you, you have yeah. to, you have, you to, do have a, to do it perfectly. And no, I am not a fan of it. Cause you have to repeat it the, you know, the same way every time you could, you could have a dish right in cooking. You could have a dish that is your best dish, but you make it slightly different every time and it still comes out delicious. Yeah. It's not really how it works with baking. <laughs> You know? No, or you actually have to get really, really good at baking in order to eventually get to a point where you can twist it here and twist yeah. it there. Kind of like piano. If you you have to learn very well the basics before you can actually tweak it. But that's learned. Something I find on the show, because I interview so many different people from so many different walks of life, there's, there's these common themes between all disciplines of life, between athletics, between art, everything, is that like fundamentals come first you have to know you have to know your fundamentals like you know the back of your hand mm. and that's when you get into specifics that's when you get you know wh- who are the worst comedians the one who try dave Chappelle level shit at open mics hey man figure out how to get an audience to laugh first yeah. then you can start getting a little cheeky up there you know you're not bill burr bill burr's been in the game for a long long time friend <laughs> you know you're not gonna pull that off yeah construct a joke and then you can get to ranting exactly if you go up there and you just like write down a word like like bus drive you're like you know what i'm gonna figure out the funny in that yeah i'll get there you're probably not no you're gonna sound (laughs) angry mean and you're in front of 12 drunks who do not want to hear you anyway right you're not gonna get much out of it right all right so let's get going on one of these uh so we're probably gonna start with the the first the the pepperoni one right Yeah, we'll start with the pepperoni one so uh essentially i got pepperoni mozzarella cheese uh sun-dried tomato basil uh, sun-dried tomato and basil in there, pesto, and egg, salt and pepper. That's it's simple. simple. It's very simple, very, very easy to make. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, change time with this. This is right. very simple. You could do it at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you mix it together as if you were a, an omelet, put it in the waffle maker, spray it. We don't have spray, but it is a nonstick waffle maker, so all you have to do is just pour it in there, and we'll see what happens. Okay, go ahead. Let's, 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 let's so see what's I'm going to go over there and I guess I'm going to get the commentary from Stefano. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Lou, if my commentary doesn't work, just edit all the spaces together. Uh, so yeah, we, we set up a waffle maker in the studio, which is definitely a first for this studio as well as this podcast. And, uh, he's pouring this mixture into it. Now the mixture almost looks like a pizza soup it's very liquidy but you could recognize some of the ingredients as far as like some mozzarella some small little adorable uh pieces of pepperoni colin is ever so delicately blanketing the inside of the uh the inside of the waffle maker he's well, that's a spicy you know, <laughs> and now he's lowered it for what is going to be uh what is going to be our first uh pizza waffle my god two of my favorite things in one dish, I'm very excited for how this goes. And you came up with this. It was an idea, like you saw that they exist, or you're like, "Hey, I have this waffle maker. I know the basic tenets of how to make a solid thing inside of it." Like, yeah. Um, well, I picked it specifically because you're Italian, and I thought, like, you know, pepperoni pizza. Oh, I love pizza. Yeah. I love, and uh, it's not just an Italian thing. Well, yeah, it is obviously not, but... very Italian thing. So, um, in my group of friends, I have a nickname. 
So a few years ago, uh, so my mother, uh, she's from Sicily. She makes some of the best pizza in the world. She really does. I, yeah. I've, I've had pizza in Italy. I live in you know in Connecticut, so I eat New Haven pizza often. I've eaten plenty of pizza in New York. My mother's pizza is some of the best pizza I've ever had in my life. Am I biased because I love my mother to death and I'd kill and die for her? Yes, but that's aside from the point. That's not just bias, though. It tastes better because she makes it with love. Correct, correct. And you really can't substitute love. Although those Albanians, they can make a hell of a pizza. <laughs> Um, also, I maintain the fact that New Haven pizza is more authentic than New York pizza because actual Italians well, make New a, Haven pizza. It, but it's official too. New Correct. Haven pizza is the best in the world. It really is. It really is. But so uh, a few years ago, uh, I had all my best friends over my house one winter and um, my uh, my mother was making pizza for us. And my father, my father's been on the podcast before. He is a talker. Uh, go figure. And um, he he was telling them all the story, some hunting stories. Now me as his son, I've heard these hunting stories 40,000 times, right? Have you gone hunting with them? Yeah. Yeah. I've actually, I've, I've gotten a deer myself, but, um, he, uh, he's telling all these stories and that's I, certainly endearing. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my studio. <laughs> so, uh, so he, uh, He's telling me, uh, he's telling my friends about the story. I, I can't stand it anymore. I'm like, Papa, please, let's go eat some pizza and then we'll talk about the story. He looks at me and goes, oh, don't worry, you get it, you pizza boy. <laughs> and my best friend Joe looks at me and he goes, oh my God, did he just call him pizza boy? <laughs> and I slap my, my head and nearly knock myself out because I realized that nickname was going nowhere. <laughs> and I have been pizza boy for the better part of six years. Look <laughs> at your pizza boy. You're yeah. going to earn your pizza. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm. A, I mean, as as cliche as it is, honestly, as a new, especially a New Havener, this area, mm-hmm. I take pride. Like, I love pizza, you yeah. know. And it's not just an Italian thing. I think all of us around here are very pretentious about pizza. Absolutely. Because even up to the, you're up in Hartford, but even up there, like the scope of influence between New York and New Haven, it's like you can't have a bad slice of pizza over here. It's like having bad barbecue in Texas. Yeah, it it doesn't exist, and you don't get it, especially because restaurants won't succeed. If Correct. You make, if you make bad pizza in New Haven, you won't succeed. There's no way. Yeah. If you do barbecue your little special different way in Texas, right. all the other places will just go, well, you're not going to, you're not going to make it. Right. I mean, why, why go to, you know, why go to subpar pizza when I have Sally's, when I have bar? Yeah. Um, I don't say Pepe's first cause I'm not a Pepe's acolyte. I, I, I get why people love it, but it is not my favorite pizza in New Haven. I don't know where you stand on. I know, I know it's a very, it's I a very Sally's, but also bar bar is. Bar's my favorite slice. Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, the potato bacon pizza at Bar in New Haven is just unreal. And there's a little bit of a bias there because I'm always, always drunk when I eat it. But God damn, is that a good slice, dude? The, yeah. the, it's the size of your face. It's super thin. You, know? you need one slice. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also and that they, doesn't stop me from eating three. Well, like I said, the potato pizza, they do it a little bit different. Like yeah. you go to Sally's and you go, you know, they have pretty plain pizza. Like they have yeah. the margarita, they have the clam pizza. Mm-hmm. But I like places that play around a little bit. I was actually just about to ask, where do you stand on playing around with the traditional format of pizza? You know what I mean? Like, not just, all right, I get some people are pineapple pizza. It's like, all right, listen, Hawaiian pizza exists. It's not just, you're not just putting, you know, raw pineapples on a cheese pizza. You're making a pizza that accentuates the flavors of the pineapple. It makes sense when you actually use it, but... I understand people's hatred with it. I, I, th- I get it I think too. It's just, I think it's just cliched of hatred. Exactly. It's almost like Nickelback hatred. Yeah, like they're exactly. not a good band, but you're leaning into it a little heavy for the comedic effect. Yeah, exactly. Um, I put anything you want on pizza. Does not matter. Um, I had. Uh, I like that. I worked at a pizza place very shortly. I I've worked in all different kind of places because I just want to learn a little bit here and there. Good and I worked, for you. I worked at a mom and pop pizza place for about six months, and 
they did it pretty net, like pretty standard. Like they put regular things on pizzas, but I went in there like, like a weirdo. And I was like, what if we put soup on pizza? All right. All right. What if Dude, we put what if we put New England clam chowder for, on pizza? For the better part of a year, my sub name on Twitter was Soup Slut. Yeah. That's yeah, I fucking love soup. And I wasn't always into soup, but it's kind of like a familial trait that eventually passed down to me because my father like one you could quote him saying, Oh, I love a soup. He's a he's a soup fiend, and I've since become quite the soup slut myself. Yeah. Love soup. Um tell me more about putting soup on a pizza, because you're talking about my two favorite things on earth, essentially. Well, when you work at a restaurant, um, one of the big costs is food waste. Mm. I, hate, I hate food waste. Dude, I, it's one I, of the greatest sins. When there are people in this world who die of person. starvation, throwing away food is disgusting to it, me. It, it physically hurts me every yeah, night. Yeah, I'm with you on that 100%. Um, and anytime I have a chance to work at a place and I go, we're throwing around a lot of food. We're mm -hmm. throwing out too much. Of good food. We're professional cooks. Yeah. And I always say, is there a soup kitchen? Is there some place we can just go, hey, pick up the food, figure it out. Um, I've worked in New York for a couple of years and it's a little easier there because there are soup kitchens that will come and pick Did it up. Did you live in New York? Uh, yeah, a few years. I was going to say, that's a hell of a commute if you're in Hartford. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, um, no, but around here, it's a little different. The big problem with donating food or sending food outside of a place is uh, regulations. It's so fucking annoying, dude. I used to work, my first job was Big Y, and I, I worked in the frozen dairy section. Yeah. And the amount, because of the way regulations work, the amount of not spoiled food, but out of code food. Yeah, It'll be spoiled. Temperature and, controlled. If it, was, if it was a certain temperature for too long. Well, not even. There's something, if it's about to expire in three days, you can't sell it. Yeah. So it's like, give it to a homeless shelter who will use it that day. Who's hurting? I don't get it, you were saying. Yeah, it's it's just, it was a tough thing. And it's I'd always, I'd always try to figure a way to do it. Whether it was above the bar or under the bar. If I have to go bring this food myself and not tell anybody about it, uh, I'm not doing this at my current job. But good good call. Well, I'll, I'll grab a hotel pen. I'll be like, I know we're in Hartford. I know I can find somebody. I used to take uh, to-go containers or whatever food we were doing for a catering event. And I know where the homeless people are on Hartford. I know every corner. They ask me for money every single day. My my sinuses are tickling right now. I, I could feel the tears welling up by how pure of an angel you are that that you were that you were doing this underground railroad of food to these Listen, homeless people. You're so got. You're a fucking angel. I will make myself sound really good, but uh, I will also give you the other side that the reason why I did this, I do this occasionally. I'm not always in the mood to deal with a homeless person. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I might lose a lot of people on this, but you know, when you're, when you're getting to a street light, you see the homeless person, they have their sign up. They look very sad and you're the first car. So you're right there. Mm -hmm. Dead center. You're going to make eye contact. Yeah, right? yeah. And you're like, I don't want to, this is the worst feeling I have to deal with this person. Yeah. And then your second thought is imagine being them. Yeah. And then, so I try to get away from that. So I'm not an angel. But I try to do You're a human being. You yeah. do what you can. No, I agree, man. Also, you got to remember. Okay, I think we have a homelessness problem in this country. These waffles aren't burning, right? Uh, I think they're about done. So you can go on this. Okay, cool. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I, I under, there's a homelessness problem in this country. Yes. But there is also something you have to worry about your personal safety as well and the home you know the the helpless homeless person is a pretty good setup for a grift 
Like you can't pay attention. You can't give your time to every single homeless person there is. Even if that homeless person really is in need and needs your help in that moment, there could be somebody gaming on you, waiting for you to stop, waiting for you to be vulnerable. And I think it's really important to just kind of stay on your toes. And it's like, yeah, help who you can, but you can't help everyone because you know, you got to worry about your own safety. So that's what I have to say about that and homeless people. But this is interesting looking. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this, Colin? All right. So uh, maybe we can get a picture of it. I'm taking a picture of it for the Instagram. So by the time this uh, show is out, uh, people will see this. But uh, yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, it's it's a waffle uh, made from egg, pepperoni pizza, pepperoni, cheese, sun-dried tomato basil. It smells incredible in the studio right now. It's great. And the best thing is, too, because I know that you like to work out and you like to eat healthy occasionally. Mm -hmm. This is kind of... You can eat it and it's pretty healthy. Yeah, no, this is this seems like it's pretty in line yeah. with like a uh this is like a good uh It's a no carb no carb diet. Yeah, like a bodybuilder could eat this as a treat. Yeah, this would be perfect. Right, right. No, the Rock has been calling me nonstop to get this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all wish yeah. that the Rock was calling us nonstop. So, uh are we is, is this too hot to eat or what 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 are You can give it a minute, but yeah, help yourself. Really? Okay, cool. I'm going to start just like cutting it up as well. So, um Yeah, yeah, this I I I love the idea of not just making waffles in a waffle maker you know it's almost like that name kind of locks people's creativity in and you forget that like no what this is is a very versatile cast iron you know yeah it's a it's a one-stop press you, you don't have to use three different pans you don't have to it doesn't make a mess for the right. most part right because it, it is cast iron on both sides right or That's is it a type of or yeah so non-stick some type of like ceramic yeah. hybrid so i'm trying this um Waffle pizza actually feels like it's the perfect temperature right now. So I'm going to go ahead and take a bite. Oh, you hear that, oh, crunch? that crunch? Oh my God, that crunch. That's a sound bite in itself. That is spectacular, dude. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? It's, oh my God. It's crunchy. It, it, it really doesn't make you think you're not eating pizza. You're right. That's a perfect way to describe it. It's got, cause I even, I even naturally folded it like a slice. <laughs> you did. Um, I mean, it's it's literally like an inch and a half, but he's still like, I got it. Yeah, it's like it's like the size of a small pizza, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, it's get pretty much giving me all the sensation of a pizza, other than the bread. But I'm an egg guy. I'm one of those guys who yeah, like me too. I love the flavor of egg. I could eat an egg without anything in it, just like fry it. I could eat a you know hard boiled egg. Yeah, and there, there's little. Um, oh my god, that's tasty. You don't have to feel bad about eating eggs. I don't feel bad about this there's, there's, at all. <laughs> I wouldn't help yourself too. Um, are you going to have any? I can't eat my own food. I have a weird. Ooh, I love getting into the psychology of a creator. Tell, Cause I know this about musicians hate hearing their own music. I hate watching or listening to my own comedy. I yeah. can stand the podcast though. Cause I love hearing the guests for a second time. Yeah. Listening to your own. If you can get there, you're halfway there, but yeah. watching it just, it doesn't exist. Oh my God. So you literally cannot eat your own food. Um, I mean, I can, I can, t I'll obviously taste it to make sure it tastes good. Right. But as far as I'll cook, everything will be great. Yeah. And then they'll be like, have you tried this? I go, no, it's not for me. <laughs> I'm I, so funny. It's like when you say that a, a sandwich is made better by somebody else than you make it yourself. Always. It's never, it's, I know it tastes great, but yeah. it's, just, it's not for me. I, at the end of a night at work, I'm cleaning up mm -hmm. and I'll go, I should make myself something to take home. And I never do. I, I can't physically do it. What what I was going to say, what do you eat if you're, because you're still cooking your own meals, obviously, right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I try not to order out as much as I can. You know, it's it's gets a little costly. Yeah. But 
or I'll, I'll, you know, I'll have something from the day before, the night before. I don't not eat. I mean, you can't see me, but I'm fed. <laughs> I'm well fed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, you, you get it in. But um, so but all right, like all right, if you're gonna cook yourself something, what what might that look like? If I cook myself something. I love eggs. I do love omelets. Yeah. Good frittata. You make a frittata out of a dozen eggs. You well, frittata cleans out your fridge. Yeah. Put whatever the fuck you want in a frittata. Exactly. I love it. You know, as long oh, as it... stir fries, I'll get rid of all your vegetables. Yeah. Same thing. I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big purveyor of like the old, it's like almost like just like bachelor chow, just like whatever. Yeah. I don't want any of this food to spoil. And yeah, an egg will put it all together. You could do the same thing with, so we said, uh, 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 frittata, uh, stir fry, stir fry and ca- casserole soup. Soup, exactly. If you yeah. don't care what kind of soup you're making, yeah. you could you could throw some you leftovers some in there, man. Chili, yeah. Oh yeah, hobo chili, yeah, I exactly. Got, I got random meats. I got cauliflower that's about to go. I just yeah. put it in there. Exactly. I also that's the way I cook. I if people tell me that, hey hey what do you need for ingredients, I go let me just get in your fridge whatever's in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. Where like I don't if I need to um yeah I I don't need a lot of ingredients. I don't need a specific recipe to cook. I need to know what's on hand. Yeah. Cuz I was raised by um Italian peasant immigrants. You know what I mean? They they didn't have a whole lot of money from where they came from, but they knew how to cook. Well, my father knew how to cook and he taught my mother, but my mother ended up being a spectacular cook as well. But it's more about what you have, not what you want to make. Yeah. You know, and and I think that speaks to any type of creative soul where like doesn't matter what you know opportunities you have it's the creativity inside you and what you could do with what's around you yeah you could you could tell the type of person who lives that way or who constructs that way yeah where it's it's their their egos a little up yourself yeah where your egos a little out of check it's just like all right well we're here let's make the best of it exactly and you can sense that in a person's you know creativity mm-hmm. um that being said like chopped is my favorite show because it literally is that it's like here are these four ingredients go along with it mm-hmm. um we used to do chop competitions i worked at mohegan sun for about a year mm-hmm. uh bobby flay's place you know, really mm-hmm. you ever get to hang out with bobby um i met him a few times he's no shit yeah tell me he's cool he's he hesitated. an he, he's an asshole you hesitated but i in, knew it. <laughs> but it but in the best kind of way okay um also he loves tangerine and tonics like me really which is a nice thing to know that's your drink yeah and um i worked there and just um yeah, he's well. He's a celebrity chef. He doesn't work there every night. You go to a celebrity chef's well, of place. Of course not. He's not working there. He'd go in there. He'd sit at the bar. He'd show his face. Uh, he'd come right. to the kitchen and just kind of be sort of a dick. But it was fun. Um, but this is Mohegan Sun. You know, we do four or five hundred covers a night. It's a serious place. It's like the first real restaurant. You said four or five hundred covers. Um, covers. Covers what, like people. That's what you guys. That's the the lingo of the industry. Yeah, like basically covers is a person. So. 400 covers for a dinner service is pretty busy. Okay. And you say covers because it's not just meals because some people order dessert. Yeah, some people order three courses, appetizers. Yeah. Okay. So if one person orders three meals, it's still one cover. It's just okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm, yeah. I've just never heard that term before. So I just wanted to clear it up because I'm sure other people haven't. No, it's great. Um, so yeah, you do four or 500 covers. We're busy. It's a pretty, it was one of my favorite places to work because it was just a well-oiled machine. Mm. And you have to be because you're, it's a $7 million kitchen. You're in the casino. People are looking seven million dollar kitchen. Yeah. Oh, so man. Which is perfect because it has everything you need. Of course. But it was also my first real restaurant. I was like 2021. 20, it was like my first real restaurant out of college. Yeah. And you get spoiled. Of course. Because you have every machine. You have everything to cater to you. Like everything you possibly need. It's so much better to learn with like three tools when it comes to anything. Yeah. Well, because nothing, nothing else 
compares to it. Like mm. every place I worked at afterwards, I was like, oh, we don't have a sous vide machine. <laughs> oh, I got to cut Can my- you explain to me what the fuck sous vide is? That doesn't make any sense. All I know is that you're cooking food in plastic bags. Yeah, so you know what is that? How? You what? Know, you know when you jump in a hot tub, you're at a hotel or you know friend's place, and you're in a hot tub. Yeah, I've been there. And you're in there for too long. Yeah, you're sous vide. Oh, it's just it's just like hot kind of water, about 140 degrees. Yeah, in a bag. You put everything aromatics like thyme, basil, whatever flavors you want in it. Put it in a sealed bag. Put it in the water. Aromatics. That's what we refer to those some of those herbs, right? Yeah, herbs and dried spices mm. and. I don't know, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I understand it's kind of, it's easier in a way. Because what you're doing is you're sealing all the flavors in there. Don't have to think about it. And what is the type of cooking that sous vide is more geared toward? Fish and beef. Fish, Fish and beef. beef are the two that yeah. you usually use. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, the, this, the, the, the concept is, why, how old is the concept? Because, I mean, plastic hasn't been around for that long. <laughs> So. I'm sure they were using like burlap sacks years ago. For real, uh, that's what I'm wondering. Was there a, a, a some form of sous vide before plastic? I'm sure the idea of it. I don't know actually. You know, know what I mean? I don't know the history. Yeah, I like. What, what would you? I'm not bringing you in as an expert on sous vide. I've just I I've I've heard about it. No, it doesn't make any sense. Without to the me. plastic, you're basically like making you're braising. Exactly. You're cooking yeah. in liquid for a long period. Of time. Right, right, right. Um, I don't know when a person decided to bring plastic into cooking. Yeah, I'm sure they sounded crazy. Yeah. And they were like, listen, I'm going to put this in a plastic bag. I got it from Walmart. It's okay. I cleaned it out. <laughs> That's we're going to put some potatoes, uh, a filet. Before we get this next mixture on the, uh, on the waffle griddle over there, I was going to ask you, out of all the different ways that one can cook, what's your favorite medium? And I mean that as far as like griddles, frying, broiling, cooking. Like what's, what's the thing that maybe not necessarily your specialties, but like your, your favorite thing to do? Waffles. Oh, <laughs> I should probably point that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If I'm trying to, you, like, you brought a goddamn waffle maker to the studio. That's the most of yeah. this. I'm just like, I just do waffles. Okay. Yeah. I don't do anything. No. Um, I love doing it all. I don't really have a specific. I don't have a specific uh, style of cooking. Cool. Um, I'm Irish and Polish, so I don't have a background like Italian where you learn all the time. Right. That's. I, I love that about. So so you're. It's just out of sheer curiosity. You don't have this like ethnic because. Yeah, I, I mean, if you know anything about Irish and Polish cooking, yeah, sure, there's great things that come out of it. Yeah, um, Irish with stews and fish, they do a great job. Oh, um, some of the pol some of the Polish dishes are pretty slamming too. Yeah, uh, I like to tell the story. It's, they nailed preserved fish. Yeah, Polish people, all the whole gamut of preserved fish, whatever you could do with it, putting it in a can, smoking it. Yeah. Oh my God. You have you had a gefilte fish? You have to have our gefilte fish. Is and that like is that same. originally Polish? No, it's Jewish, but I just like saying right. But the, the Polish and the Jews have uh, have a, some form of a history, and their their cultures intertwine here and there. Yeah, but um, no. We, but the the favorite of the Polish is the pierogies. You know, pierogies and kielbasa. I'm getting pierogies after this. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a great segue. And yeah. so this is kind of funny because uh, Stefano's going on a date right after this. Aw, uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, I am. He's going to get pierogies. Yep. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about it because. You're going on a date with a girl who listens to the podcast. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it at all. She's our, right now, yeah. she's probably either I'll, smiling because because we're still together, yeah. or she's fucking like, I can't believe I have to relive this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I don't want to speculate. I don't want to sit here and be like, what do neither you, do I. What do you think it's going to Neither go do I. She probably hates this. Okay. <laughs> we, won't even talk, we won't even talk about Stephanie or whatever her name is. <laughs> Imagine if I was dating a Stephanie. That'd be so goddamn obnoxious. You can date a Stephanie. I'm a Stefano. 
I think you'd have the it'd be the cutest thing ever though. It would be too obnoxious. I don't think I don't think people would be able to stand it. I think they could. But you were saying. Um so the pro so pierogies. Mm-hmm. Um everybody usually asks like how do you get into cooking? Like what really inspired you? I don't yeah. really have much to go on it. Except I always remembered my nanny used to make pierogies. They were really good pierogies growing up. They were mm-hmm. homemade. They just tasted great. She'd do them with a little bit of cream, bacon, onion. They were so delicious. My grandma died this morning. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you fucking asshole. And I still made it here. Jesus. No, uh, she died. That's no, fine. I killed her. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Killed her, and now she's going, he's going to eat her pierogies. Yeah. That's <laughs> her place. No, and um, she died, and so we had to clean out her house and everything like that. I had to go with my mom and her brother and to clean the place out. Open it. This is about maybe six, seven years ago. So I was about 24. So I was already into cooking. I already went to school for it, mm-hmm. everything like that. Um, we're cleaning the place out, putting stuff together, and we open up the freezer. And what do I see? Mr. T's pierogies. <laughs> that, that lying bitch. Wait, no. Yeah. No fucking way. The one story I had to say when people tell me, like, hey, how did you get what inspired you? It's like, well, yeah, I love my grandma's pierogies. That lying bitch was making frozen pierogies. Shut the time. fuck up. Yeah. Was she at least throwing her own, like, onion sauce she or did something all that, on them? Yeah. Okay, thank God. But, like, she just made it seem like she was working so hard in the kitchen. She ain't working that hard. And, like, the, the pierogies are the hard part. Yeah. Because it's just, that's like. The Italian equivalent of like ravioli. Yeah, like exactly. you do. You do have thing. to. You have to put some real you have work. To put a lot of work yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah. Every ravioli is individually handmade. Yeah, and you could. You could really, if you see a woman who's made pierogies or raviolis her whole life, you could forearms. Yeah, the strong, forearms, exactly. <laughs> strong woman. All right. Uh, so, what is this other mystery mixture that you don't even seem completely sure of? Because it seems that this is the first time you've tried it. Um. So yeah, I mean, I've made. Uh, I made variations of waffles, but I made I looked up one that was uh, s'mores waffles. Oh, good mother yeah. of God! So um, the one difference is though, I wanted to try it out a little bit healthier. This one is not egg based. I did want to use a healthy based. s'mores waffle, folks. <laughs> so I was looking through all the different kind of flours because if you want to make healthy anything with flour, you can use coconut flour, you can use um, almond flour, pecan flour. They have everything under the sun if you need gluten free. Mm-hmm. I decided on coconut flour. I've never used coconut flour before. It surprisingly works pretty well. Yeah. I'm hoping that it worked out okay you, for you. you. Have, have you used it before? I have. I have. And it, it is it as long as you use the right, you know, baking soda equivalent or uh, the, the right amount of baking soda with it. Like I said, we're not scientists. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so as long as that works out, I'm pretty sure it checks out and works. But that does look delicious. It's funny. Last I, uh, last episode, we had uh, the Beer Man Beer podcast on and they brought around. Yeah. Have you been on the show? No, you'd I'd have a fun time. To, yeah. yeah, yeah, you'd have a fun time on it. Um, but they brought a s'mores flavored beer, so really? this is just weird little coincidence that you're Perfect. now making a s'mores waffle. It'd probably oh, go great with if that only beer. We have one of those beers to go with it, right? <clears throat> yeah, so it's a little thick. We're gonna see how it goes. Um, it will taste good. Uh, but like I said, we're gonna need commentary from Stefano again as I get this going. I have no problem with the commentary. All right. So the um <clears throat> the mixture in question kind of looks like if you put all the ingredients of s'mores in mashed potatoes. So it doesn't look entirely appetizing at the moment, but that's actually something that goes with using these uh, these flour alternatives. Like there's still flour, like coconut flour is still flour, but because it's not made from wheat, it's just like they got to do some crazy science to make it work the way that you want it to work. I mean, to, to have something that's basically a cake that is made from something that isn't carbohydrates kind of goes against how science is supposed to work. But uh, I'm telling you right now, it's already looking like like a success. Um, I'll pull that part up. I 
But oh, you might want to get this plate underneath the waffle maker in case the uh, the excess leaks out. Um, yeah, I got to make sure we don't burn down the studio. This is again, this is the first time we've ever had a waffle maker in this studio. Um, you good? You didn't singe your hands? That looked like it could have been. Right? Cooks? I imagine cooks have very little uh, nerves in their fingers. We can't feel feelings inside or out. Right? Because <laughs> you're all depressed alcoholics who've burned their hands too many times. Exactly. Sometimes on purpose, sometimes by accident. Um, no, it takes somebody to actually tell you that you're touching something very hot. That's so fucked up. Like you have to tell well, people in the kitchen, if you hand somebody something, you have to say, oh, hey, this is hot. Yeah. And the big bravado thing is to be like, no, it's not. Yeah. But you have to hold it in because you've already like shown your machismo. Mm -hmm. So you're like, all right. Right. As, soon as, they, as soon as they look away, I'm putting this down. And just crying, running it under cold water. Yeah, a little exactly. tear falls down. Uh, speaking of like kitchen culture, I've heard there's like a, kitchens kind of run on uh, uh, controlled substances. <laughs> you know, there's a lot. You find a lot of uh, addicts of different varieties in a kitchen. <laughs> all different kinds. You're looking for the functioning ones. That's really what comes in the resume. Right. That's all it comes down to. It's like, I don't care that you do cocaine. Just like. Get your job done. Do cocaine, don't <laughs> yeah. do heroin. I exactly. Want uppers, not down. Right, guys. right. I need you to do some work in here. We have 400 covers uh, this evening. Yeah. I Well, that's the standard people usually see. And I wish people knew how much work goes into the back. And I think people understand a little bit more now. Yeah. Because it's become more mainstream mm -hmm. and glorified of working in a kitchen. Yeah. Kitchen's not that glorifying. No, God, no, man. It really isn't. I mean, the cooking itself is fun, but like, it's not fun working in a kitchen. It's a labor of love, right? Yeah. That's that's what it ultimately comes down to. You have to really enjoy to. doing it. Yeah. Um, I've never been a fan of those people who yell and scream and throw pots and pans. Mm. I'm not the type. You can probably tell I'm not that type. No, you don't seem like it. Never did, no. Because you don't need to, because that's another problem. That has nothing to do with where you're working. I think if that person worked in an office setting, they would still throw, you know. Yeah, they're an, an asshole's an machines. asshole. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You put them wherever they want. Yeah. Put him in front of Stefano, and this guy's gonna find a way to, you know, be an asshole. Yeah, an yeah, yeah. No, I um, it, it is funny how I guess every single personality type kind of just also has to exist. Like I'm, no, I am not Mister Nice Guy if assholes don't aren't around. Ultimately, yeah. If everybody acted like me, which honestly would sounds like a nightmare. I can't. We can't have a world of no. We need assholes. Yeah, we really do. We need downers. We need people who are sad. We need people mm -hmm. who are happy because it really bounces out. Just like your whole life can't be gumdrops and marshmallows god no god no no there's plenty of darkness plenty of pain plenty yeah. of discomfort it's just like i i managed to deal with it and you know in yeah. good ways but like yeah really you need the full gamut of emotions yeah and, there's nothing you know, better than having a bad day and the next day is not as bad right but it feels better there's nothing better than having a bad day no it's it's, it's useful it yeah. really is like like I not necessarily love having a bad day, but when I do have a bad day, just to remind myself that like, oh yeah, I'm human. I've, I'm only happy because I work on it, not because it's given to me naturally. Yeah. And for me, like particularly like I'm a, I, I, I'm a sun junkie. So like on gloomy days, it's cliche as shit, but like that's where I'm going to feel a little down because like I derive a lot of my power from just sunlight, you know, cause I go on, I go on, I, I get out in the outside every day. Like even at work, I get three breaks and I walk on all of them just cause like, hold on. What? Oh God. Yeah. Sorry. You get three breaks. Yeah, I know. I know. What do, you, what do you do? So um, I'm, I, I'm in manufacturing and I build, uh, I build circuit board. I, I, I operate machines that build circuit boards. That's okay. my day job. And uh, yeah, we, you know, our boss is cool enough to give us uh, three breaks to two tens and a, and a half hour. 
and oh okay they're not full okay they're a little like get outside you've been yeah we'll do whatever you want with it not everybody does that but yeah for me i walk on all my breaks i i eat my meal in like two or three minutes because i could scarf down a meal i will always have that fat guy trait and then i walk because that's more like that's what i want to do with my break that's that i need the fresh air i need the movement i need the sunlight like so yeah uh, uh i my my mood is severely affected by you know the well, weather controls your day because to sit for a half hour just leaves your body a little lethargic. But if you keep moving, yeah, then it just kind of leaves leaves it for the rest. Right. right. And I am a mover. I don't stop. You know, I I get out of bed and I'm back in. you know, I get out of bed at 6 a.m. and I'm not back in bed until like 1030. And I haven't stopped since, you know, I'll I'll in a typical day, I'll work a full work day. I'll uh, I'll go, you know, go to the gym, go to jujitsu, record a podcast and then wind up, you know, finally wind up home. But like yeah. I'm the kind of guy earn that rest. Exactly. Nothing exactly. Feels- well, like, I won't fall asleep if I don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a lot, a lot of people have trouble sleeping. I'm like, do you is it that or do you have trouble filling out your day? <laughs> How much Netflix did you watch today? Because that's not your body's not going to get you, very. If you've napped twice and you're like, yeah. why can't I sleep at night? Yeah, well, because like, your you, body's you, like you slept already. You you got what you needed. Exactly. What are we exactly. doing now at two a.m.? Um. Oh wow, it's starting to smell great in here. So what? Uh, are are we going to go back and tend to it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to check it real fast. Okay, fantastic. Because yeah, he um. So like he was saying before, he's just started working with this uh with with this with this mix. Doesn't really entirely know how it's going to go. Interesting. the positivity positivity is that it looks a little um uh, how should i say well we experimented uh an experiment went down uh well you have this spoon left over in the batter over here that's probably that's our fourth so that's probably what you're going to get to work with so it turns out um this is not as non-stick as we might have thought now i'm still going to taste this regardless of how it ends up coming out what's it what are you looking for oh a picture <laughs> Listen, I'm, we're not just going to show up the good things that we did. um no i appreciate that so yeah it looks it's it seemed to have stuck to both the top and bottom now it smells delicious and we may end up eating s'mores pudding but um but as far as it uh as as it being a fully functioning waffle i'm not sure if that's um do you think it just like cooked too long or maybe it might it might have been the the uh just like the coconut batter not being uh, uh used to working with it but um but uh, it's still, I mean, it still smells delicious. Yeah, I think one of the things is, um, even with a nonstick, you sometimes have to spray it just to be sure. Right. Um, also, the chocolate marshmallow, two things that tend to stick. Yeah. No matter what, when they get hot. Right. Uh, it'll taste great. It just won't be, like you said, we'll be making porridge with it. <laughs> exactly. That reminds me of an old story. Uh, I was over at one of my friend's houses and uh, years ago, my friend Eric. And he, uh, well, ex-friend, he doesn't really talk to me anymore, but that's aside from the point. Fuck you, Eric. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't listen. But uh, we were always over his house, and his mother had uh, had attempted to make uh, banana bread. But for whatever reason, it ended up being like a sludge. And um, and she was like, she, so, so there's just pud of, there's this, just this puddle in a, in a, in a bread pan. A bread, it's like a bread bowl. With, yeah, 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 just filled with this like, pudding that wasn't intended to be pudding and she was like oh Steph, <laughs> she goes stefano if you want to try i made some banana bread my friend eric she goes still decides to my call friend eric bread. goes no you didn't <laughs> because it was not 
It was not banana bread. Here's the thing. It was still delicious. It still tasted really good. Yeah, everything it in just, there works. It's it just, just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't the intended texture. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, it still ended up tasting delicious. You just had to eat it with a spoon rather than hold it up like a slice. That's what most of my baking turns into. It's yeah. Where it goes from like what it's set to be. Yeah. Usually to just calling it pudding. Exactly. Yeah. Or ba- like, like going from an omelet to a scramble. Right. Yeah. Baking is such a bitch though, man. Like yeah, I don't. I don't ex- I don't fuck around with it much at all. Um, I would love to eventually get there. Like if you if you listen to Bill Burr at all, um, the way he talks about how he loves baking and how it centers him, and it's just like you just sit there reading the ingredients, it tells you what to do, and then it comes out right. Yeah. No. I mean, it it uh, it is fascinating how, like I said, it's it's a it's a type of chemistry, and then yeah. it ta- ends up tasting delicious. But um, as far as like, yeah, I'm the kind of person who like like if I look up a recipe when it comes to cooking, yeah. I don't do the recipe. I look up the recipe. Well, the first thing you do is you read the five paragraphs about the history of always, this person. Always, always, yeah. I we were talking about this the other day. Um, is that why every website? It, it used to be once in a while you'd go on like delish.com and it'd be like, "Hey, so before I talk to you about this banana bread, I want to talk to you about my grandmother who was recently like chemically castrated." Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so food. random. And you have to go five paragraphs down. And I thought, what if someone developed like an app? that skips all that right where you don't have to read any of that bullshit right well i mean there are recipe apps like the, the food network has an app and all recipes.com has yeah, an app i have yum uh yumly which is a great one but sometimes it'll actually send you to the link instead of clicking it it'll send you to the link yeah not good and again i have to hear about grandma's castration yeah i i don't know what it is maybe it's just screen time for ads or something like that well everybody has a story exactly everybody does have a story i'm uh, an interviewer so i of, of all yeah. people should understand that right. everybody well first of all not everybody is interested right god no but everybody most people putting these recipes are are not no they're not and i sure i have a story but i like to kind of put my food first mm-hmm like that's you don't need to know about me. Just know about my food, right? And then we'll get there eventually. Exactly. Same thing I think about with comedy. It's like you don't have to know about me. Just just think I'm funny. Same thing with any theater music. Is like, yeah. I, I like to put just the product first. Prove to it that this is really good, mm-hmm. and then I'm interested. In and it. then I'll get to know you. Yeah. Right. But it also goes both ways. Like if people who I find interesting, who I like, like you. Like mm-hmm. if I didn't know you, I probably wouldn't have stumbled upon this. But like the fact that I know you, I was like, oh, well, I would love to go on here. I'd love to listen to it mm-hmm. because you're an interesting person. I appreciate that. Yeah. I also find you interesting. But uh, as far as like, like for me, when it comes to comedy, because I'm such a very specific personality, I think I do need to set up my personality quick for all my jokes to land. Because you have to have a little bit of backstory of why, I, why I'm coming at you the way I am. Because yeah. I come out on stage with this ball of energy. It's like, why is this guy so fucking excited to be here? Yeah. So, like, I try to set that up a little bit in my comedy where, like, give a couple of, like, autobiographical jokes. Quick, quick stuff. Because obviously yeah. none of us are getting, like, headlining style stage time. But, like, yeah. just enough so that you, you know what I'm about. This way, everything you see from here on out, it's not just, like, a manic person spiraling. You understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, and I think it takes a lot of skill to do something like that. Because, you know, like you said, we get 10-minute spots, 15-minute spots. We right. don't have an hour to tell you who we are. Exactly. So to be able to tell someone who you are in two minutes, it's that takes a lot of skill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's it's, it's, it's a lot. To have a truly, like... expository expository whatever the word is opener that like is funny and both sets you up for the audience it it takes years to really figure it figure it out yeah but uh are these aren't burning right we're gonna try yeah (laughs) let's see let's see what's going on i am hoping hoping that you save these because i really was looking forward to Ah, it'll work it'll still work i know it'll work i'm not going to be um fussy because it's still a bunch of things that i like which is s'mores 
waffles and coconut flour. I don't know about you guys. I'm one of those people. I'm a coconut fiend. Coconut anything works for me. Um, I know that. Uh, oh yeah, I want to hear about the coconut oil. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I am continually fascinated by what you could do with coconuts between uh, coconut flour, coconut water, coconut meat. Like I don't know if uh, for any any of my listeners who like work out. Uh, coconut water is like almost like a pound for pound replacement for IV. Like it's, it's got everything the human body needs. So like, you know, coconut water I find is actually way better than like any Gatorade or Powerade as far as like, you know, hydrating you and replacing Super your electrolytes after what, Oh my God, it's spectacular, man. That's the hangover cure. It's coconut water. Yeah. Coconut water. And I had, uh, not too long ago, coconut watermelon water, coconut watermelon water. Oh, that does sound good. So I'm going to go ahead and take a bite of this, um, waffle shaped pudding i guess we'll call it so yeah the um it fell apart a little bit but that wasn't um necessarily the fault of anybody other than uh this is an experiment and an experiment oh god it's still oh this is gonna be good okay so first bite um oh yeah oh that's good got all the all the components mm -hmm. it's called a um s'mores crumble s'more there you go that's all um i'll never oh, throw food away we'll figure always figure out a way to make always it Always, and I appreciate that a lot. Oh, that's fucking good. There's um, when it comes to using coconut flour, yeah, you'll uh, I don't know how often you use it. You will. This is like you this said is first the time. First time, yeah. Yeah. So there's like a grittiness to it it's because and it's a little bit thicker because it is chopped it's up chopped coconut. coconut. Yeah. yeah. But um, my God, is that tasty? Yeah. Um, have you used this before with regular flour? Um, I've used regular flour and almond flour is kind of the same as coconut, where it's a little bit gritty. Mm -hmm. Um, and also just uh. There's a little bit more liquid to it. Even though it's flour, it's still, it's almost like a corn side. It makes it a little bit thicker and mm -hmm. sludgier. It's just something I have to work on. And yeah. I'm happy I did it once. I have plenty of coconut flour at home, so I can mm -hmm. try new things. Right. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Coconut oil. Yeah, tell me. Um, oh, this is good. So I worked a wedding last weekend. Oh, good. A friend's wedding. What was a wedding like during it, during this? All right. So I, I work during the week, but I have weekends off. Mm -hmm. And... um. My friend Duncan, she was supposed to get married in April in New Orleans, a destination wedding. Um, but obviously the pandemic hit. She couldn't do it. Fuck, shut up. So we all ended up working at a restaurant to, um, in Hartford together to say, and that's where everyone kind of met. Uh, so where were the best place to do a wedding? This restaurant to say. Right. Um, it's where I got Jimmy Blair's first job. Jimmy Blair is a local comedian who's yet to be on the show, but he will be eventually. <laughs> yeah, he's also my best friend. Is he really? That's so, so sweet because I, he's a transplant. He wasn't from around here. So nice nah, from Maryland. Uh, so he was, well, he was working in Hartford. I got him his first cooking job. I have to tell you, cooking has not been the same since working with him. Really? It's the most fun I've ever had. He is. Uh, he can take a test. But he's the sweetest person in the world. I've heard nothing but good things. I've, I've had him on a show. I've hung out with him like once. He, he is. Yeah. He is a fantastic dude. Yeah. He's a sweetheart. And like working with someone you like like that. Is, oh, it's the best. It's the best. And. You know, they at this restaurant in particular, they asked him or asked me, like, is there anybody you know? I go, well, this guy's never worked in a restaurant before, but he'll learn fast. He's a smart mm -hmm. guy. <clears throat> My biggest fear, though, is, is that he'd start working and then everybody would like him more than me. Oh, and you're a comedian at heart. Oh, it's so that's so pet. That's yeah. such petty, like, like it's, me it's, bullshit. It's, I love that. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was petty at first. And of course it happened. Yeah, of he, course. He's, he's a fucking, he's a teddy bear. Literally voted most delightful comedian. Yeah. Um. But, you know, he ended up kind of joining that family. Right. And so we're, this is where the wedding happened. So uh -huh. I asked, me and Jimmy ended up working at that wedding. <clears throat> um, came up with a menu, and one of the ideas that he had was, well, we're going to do a dessert. What if we did? And the bride is um, 
dairy free. She can't have dairy. So we said, well, what if we did chocolate covered strawberries, but we use coconut oil instead? Coconut oil for what? Coconut oil for the chocolate. Okay. So normally you use milk chocolate, but if you just get dark chocolate. Yeah. I've actually made, uh, I've made chocolate before myself with, uh, that was coconut oil based. It came out pretty decent. Yeah. I mean, again, it's maybe a little bit grittier, but that you have to put a little bit more love in it. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Everything could be easier if you just put fat and cream in it. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had the idea to do that, and then mm-hmm. he goes, well, what if we put weed in the chocolate? Well. I go, okay, well, you can make, like, anyone. I'm not going to give you the science of it, because I didn't do it, but I had a friend make weed-infused oil. Uh, this is a guy who smokes every day. Mm-hmm. You know those type of people that oh, just, yeah. like, they never get high. They just smoke. Yeah. Um, before he gave me this coconut oil that he made, he goes, hey, listen, <laughs> I had a little bit last night. Um, be careful. Oh, Christ. We're doing a wedding for 75 people, half of who are family, like her family, like relatives, oh. mom, dad, the whole thing. Should you even be telling the story? It's okay. They know. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I hope I didn't say the restaurant. I think I said the restaurant like three times. Uh, Lou, do us a favor and bleep it out those three times. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what we did. We decided that we're going to do half uh, special strawberries and half not. Mm-hmm problem is we're working you know late into the night oh um, no 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 don't say it we have two chocolates going on the stove oh god no and we're like all right everybody has to know back one no weed front one weed all right everybody got it everybody got it a few times we got confused we're just like oh oh christ and then we had the idea of putting nuts on the one the special ones okay make them look different um it turned out great the <laughs> the mother of the bride had three on the day of oh good god <laughs> yeah I guess she got cut off at the bar around four. So she's like, you get another one? And someone was trying to cut her off. and go, you don't cut off the mother of the bride. You don't cut off the mother she of the bride. She gets whatever she wants. Uh, she, yeah. This it's almost, her... I was going to say, it's almost her wedding. Yeah. It is her wedding as much as a bride. Maybe yeah. a little bit less. Yeah. Like, she gets to watch her daughter get married. Right. Um, yeah, everyone had a good time. Uh, I went back the next day because I don't work at that restaurant. So I had to get some of the stuff and pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, the dishwasher who I know, Roberto, he's like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> Uh, my name's Colin, and he always just sings Phil Collins to me. <laughs> I love that connection. So whenever I walk in, he goes, I remember. I remember. <laughs> love Roberto. We're talking. I'm just like, hey, did you try any of the food? He goes, oh, I tried one of those strawberries last night. I go, yeah? How was it? He goes, I don't know, man. I'm still feeling funny. I go, oh, mota. <laughs> <laughs> he freaked out. He was just like, oh, my God. You got any more? That's hysterical. Yeah, you got to be real, real, real careful with edibles. They're no joke. Marijuana, when smoked and when consumed via the stomach, is two completely different substances. Yeah, people have to understand that when it's absorbed through fat, it's way stronger, which anyone who smokes or eats it understands that. Yeah. I don't think it's a widely known thing. It is not. It is not because obviously, like, yeah, smoking a joint, it's like anybody could smoke a joint and not lose their mind. But, like, you're ne- you're tripping. You're tripping if you're eating marijuana. That yeah. I, I don't say that in like an exaggeratory way. I'm saying like you're eating a you, a moderate to a low to moderate psychedelic when yeah. you when you consume it because you're you're taking it through the full that's the way it was meant to be like efficiently absorbed. Yeah, smoking I think was 
they didn't do that before. I think it was made in other ways. Like hemp oil was made before smoking. Right. I, I don't know how they were doing it. I could say that smoking, you're burning off a lot of THC. A lot of it's just disappearing. It's not, it's in and out of the lungs, but like it's not going anywhere when it's in your stomach, man. You're yeah. breaking down every goddamn particle you're feel of that. Every moment of it. That you're, listen, when you smoke, you're, when you smoke weed, you're getting THC. When you eat it, you're getting tetrahydrocannabinol. Which all right. Just sounds you're scary. getting all of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give you the THC. Like, ooh, it sounds fun. Exactly. You know, you're getting, you're getting in the full fucking blast man and i've had my mistakes on edibles for sure i uh, i went to colorado and bought these things they were called chill pills they were like breath mints and i think i had like maybe like i had like one That's a fantastic name great pills. it's genius i had like one and nothing happened to me so i think i had like two more i just lost my fucking mind I went, I went to outer space dude it's See, that's why I I I'm not, I don't really vibe in weed. It's just I'm not a weed guy. I'm not much of a weed guy as well. I'm, I'm no. all for it, everything like that. But the one thing I can't get behind is I'm going to eat a breath mint that tastes delicious. And yeah. It's going to fuck me up. Right. That's why I don't like pills. I I like smoking. Yeah. You feel it. You cough. You're mm -hmm. like, oh, this, this hurt is going to get me to another place. Yeah. You take a shot. It burns a little bit. You get a little drunk. I can't stand behind things that like a pill or a gummy bears. Like, yeah. I feel the same way about uh, liquors that don't hurt. Like I can't drink vodka because it's annoying. Liquor, sh liquor shouldn't be that easy to drink. Yeah. You, there has to be a, a feedback you have to, to earn it. it. Yeah. Like like with nicotine, that cough that you get from a cigarette that burn in the throat. You know what I mean? That's part of it. Because if you're just these fucking kids who are just taking these liquid, you know, the 18 year olds, vapes. yeah, with this vape, you're, you can't just put pure nicotine into your lungs, it dude. Like cotton candy. It's not, yeah, same with cotton candy vodka. No, fuck you. Drink Dubra, all yeah. right. Don't drink good vodka because good good vodka tastes like Poland Spring. It's you're not. It's it's you're supposed to. It's supposed to burn a little because then you can moderate it a little bit. That's yeah, why you I know like, when to stop when your stomach's like telling because your body right. is telling you this is a poison. Don't that's drink why it. I like IPAs. That's why I like whiskey because you you're reminded of of the alcohol you're drinking rather you know that bitterness that bite back because if you're just if there's no feedback at all man you're just mainlining liquor you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah. I'm not good with vodka. I do not advocate for loco. No, God, Christ, no. People are still talking about it. It like, killed so it? many kids. Yeah. <laughs> Four loco killed more kids than suicide. When that shit came out, so many fucking kids were just dying because it's yeah. Red Bull and dye yeah. and alcohol. <laughs> yeah, caffeine and alcohol don't mix. You have to do it on your own. Right. But the weirdest thing is that I thought it went away. I, Four loco came out when I was in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never liked, I had it once, I threw up, it was terrible. Of course, it's disgusting. And I was like, okay, it's gone. And then I started hearing about Four Loco, and I'm like, didn't they, it killed a bunch of kids. Yeah, they made like, it. Oh, yeah, but we changed the recipe. It's right. like, why don't you change the fucking name? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I agree. That's exactly what they did. They, they just brought it back, and it was just slightly less deadly. But, like, yeah. still going to kill people. It's like, what's the stuff that... Uh, the stuff they used to find in like roofs. And asbestos. Steel. Asbestos. Mm -hmm. That's like calling it asbestos when it's just a different kind of ins like insulation. Yeah, exactly. So don't call it asbestos mm -hmm. 2.0. Right. Lemon <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um. So we're winding down towards the end of this thing, and this has been fantastic. Definitely a different episode than I have ever done. But um, as I say with all my guests, um, even if I quit doing this podcast, I'd like for these podcasts to always be able to be listened to. And for that, I believe we are speaking things to infinity. So I ask you, Colin James, if you could just leave my guests, if you could just speak something into infinity, leave them with something, some bit of wisdom, some piece of advice, or some way to remember who the fuck you are. This has been fantastic. But um, the floor is yours, friend. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> snake in my boots. 
<laughs> just a bunch of Toy Story quotes. Yeah. Um, I would say I love cooking. I mean, this whole thing was probably based around cooking. For sure. Um, when you find something that even when you hate it, you like it, do it. And same thing with comedy. Even when I hate it, I like it. Um, even with music, just everything you think about, make the bad days count just as much as the good days. And... God, I wish I prepared more for this. No, nobody prepares for this question, <laughs> and that's my favorite part about it. There's an awkward, always an awkward. Um, Where you're trying to, you're, I'm like, I'm, I'm telling a yeah. speech, like I'm giving a commencement speech at Harvard. No, I don't want that. I don't want it to be <laughs> this prepared. This is the first day of that the rest came. Of your lives, that kids. what you just said came from the soul, and even if you hate it, you like it. Is so unbelievably important. I'd love to discuss that more, but that's just not what we do on this episode. So we're gonna close it on that. Even if you hate it, you like it. Goddamn, that's good, and I'm gonna think about that one a lot. Uh, Colin, where could people find you? And specifically plug this new thing you're doing, however long it'll last. All right. So the company isn't really based out. There's no company or there's no place. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook, Colin James, um, if you want to find pictures of the cooking. It's an up and running thing. I really just want to get the food out there. I want to build a reputation and then the business will come later. Um, everybody tells me, well, where's your business card? I go, well, I don't have a business yet, but that's right. okay. You're going to, you eventually get there. Yeah, exactly. So we have all the time in the world. I, it, I, it'll be figured out, but, um, obviously Stefano's told me the food is good. It is. And while, excuse me, my God, it's good. While you're this new, people could make a little bit more specific requests because you're not fully a business yet. You're not completely, you don't have a, such a set menu. So guys, yeah. Contact him. Let him know your needs. This will help his business, this his budding business idea, whatever, as much. Contact him. Hit him up. He I, could, you I, could facilitate, right? I can, I can make any amenities to what you need. I'm pretty good at cooking everything, even waffles. Um, <laughs> uh, right now, I'm doing the festival thing. I'm booked up for the next couple of weeks, just doing good for you, festival. dude. So if you're missing festival food, fried Oreos, dough, pierogies, everything you can find in the festival. Uh, I'm willing to make it. I have no problem doing it. That's a big deal, man. A lot of people really do miss that stuff, and it's not happening this year. Yeah. Um, You're doing the, God's work. The farm animals, you have to bring your own. <laughs> awesome. And and what are your social media handles? Uh, Instagram, at this Colin James, and Facebook, you can find me on Colin James. Awesome. Awesome. And as always, everybody, you can find me uh, at Stephabro on Twitter, at Stephabro93 on Instagram, at Good Enough Podcast on Instagram for anything directly related to the podcast. Uh, and I guess at Stephabro93 on TikTok, but I haven't been using that at all. Is that everything for uh, for today, Colin? I think so. I appreciate you sending me, uh, bringing me here. This was so goddamn fun. fun. It was one of my favorite episodes. All the food and the talking and talking about food. I could do it for three days. Uh, it's been great, brother. And uh, on that note, drink more water and be nicer to each other, folks. We'll see you next time. Everybody love everybody. Woo! <laughs>